Timers podcast show where we offer insight, tips, and advice for first-time or long-time home buyers, sellers, and investors. I'm your host, Mikey T, personal home consultant, real estate agent, homeowner, and investor. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at First Timers Podcast Show. Today, we are going to celebrate Veterans Day by speaking with a veteran about his military life and what it was like to move from location to location and constantly create a new home wherever he was at. So today I have this great American sitting across from me, Wesley Gonzalez. Thank you for coming on the show and thank you for your service to this country. Thank you very much. I really appreciate being here. I really appreciate the... uh the uh, camaraderie that we've been sharing here lately, and uh, it's just a, it's a great time to be, you know, doing what we're doing in real estate, and I'm, I'm doing virtual tours for real estate and for uh, commercial entities, and it's just it's a great time. Absolutely, and uh, listen, you could follow Wesley right now on Twitter at WGI3D Media on Facebook. You can follow him at facebook.com forward slash Gonzalez.Wesley. Um, he's on LinkedIn. This guy's everywhere. You can go to WGI3D.com and his business is WGI3D Media and Marketing. Um, so I'm excited. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But what I really want to talk about is your experience of moving from place to place in the military. I know a lot of people deal with what you've dealt with in your life. Um, and I just want to touch base upon that. But before we, we start talking about that, I want to learn a little bit more about you, about, uh, a young guns before you got into the military. What made you get into the military, the, the, the U S army and, uh, especially, uh, you know, tell us about what you did there and the whole nine yards. Well, I joined when I was uh, 16. I was 16 and nine months, and uh, it was a means for me to... 16 and nine months? That was allowed? Yes. Wow. Yes. You you were a baby. uh, Well, um, (laughs) man, I graduated from high school a semester early, and I I knew I was going to do that, and so... I had already had a plan and and you know to go to Mount St. Mary's University. Um, I went into the reserves. And so when I went in the reserves, I went to my training and uh, I started drilling with the units and stuff like that. And uh, it was it was a great experience for me. It was a, a method to my madness. It was a means for me to get money for for college. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a great way for for young guys to fulfill their dreams if they don't have that financial support in order to, you know, get ahead. And so it's a, it's a great opportunity. Even here in New Jersey, man, they have a program where if you join the National Guard, they will pay for your state college tuition. Wow. And a lot of people don't know that kind of stuff. And, and that's one of the things that I want to do for veterans and um, help them utilize their, their VA benefits. And so um, the first-time home buyers, just, that's your, your bailiwick. You know, helping them get their certificates and helping them get uh, their DD two fourteen so that they can use their VA loans. It's 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 important. Most veterans don't ask for things because they're used to you know doing things on their own. Yeah. And so 
um, being able to do that kind of stuff is is my way of giving back. Man, at, at 16 and nine months, I was a lot more focused than a lot of these kids out here today. And um, my mom emancipated me. I told her what I wanted to do. And uh, she had the confidence in me to know that it was the right decision. I'm, I'm 50. So, <laughs> so, so, so we're talking about this was what, like 1985? Okay. No, November 1985 is when I signed my paperwork. Wow, so we're, we're pretty much coming up on the anniversary. Oh, right? yeah. Yes, indeed. Wow. So, you know, I was a Cold War soldier. Mm-hmm. So I started out <laughs> pretty much back where we are right now <laughs> yeah. in the Cold War. So uh, that's what we seem like we're moving to. But uh, it, it was a great experience. It was a great time to, um, you know, for, for a patriot to, to join the, the military. I come from a military family, so it's almost like a rite of passage for us mm-hmm. to go into the military and— so I came up under a, a tight tutelage of, of military guys. <laughs> so who else in your family w- uh, was in the military? My father, my uncles, my all my first cousins. Wow. You know, were they all Vietnam. U.S. Army? Uh, yes. 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 Um, I have some. I have cousins in the in the Navy. I have cousins in the Coast Guard. I have cousins in uh, the Air Force. I mean, <laughs> it's 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 been a journey and. Uh, it's. I don't know if I, I. I was talking to my son this weekend. He was looking at schools, mm-hmm. and uh, he was looking at ROTC. And so I'm like, you don't even have to do that now. But he still was looking at it. And he was interested. Yeah. <laughs> he know. Well, I, I he's think, been raised as a military kid. Well, so. that, that's exactly. Uh, <laughs> so going through your military career, you, you went to the reserves. And mm-hmm. then, uh, where, did, where did you end up? You led into full time military at some point. Right? Yes, I, okay. I started at Mount St. Murray's, and I got a uh, an ROTC scholarship. And so, I uh, did my ROTC. I drilled on the weekends. Uh, you know, I was uh, I was an RA. I did a lot of stuff when I was in college, man. And mm-hmm. <laughs> Jack all trades, master quite a few, <laughs> and. Um, and when I, uh, the day before graduation, I got my commission in the United States Army, and I went overseas to, uh, Where did to you Panama. Go? Wow. Yeah. I spent uh, five years in Panama. It was a great experience. I yeah. bet. Yeah, it was great. It was great. We were in charge of all of uh, the communications. I was a signal officer, and uh, all you Fort Monmouth people. That- I was going to say, that, that's something that from uh, this area, Fort Monmouth, yeah. that was all communications. Yeah, yeah. But... Oddly enough, I never was stationed at Fort Monmouth, um, mostly at Fort Gordon. I, I did some Fort Benning, little Fort Bragg. I was, um, I was airborne. You, know? uh, you went through the airborne? Yeah. Also? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. At a young, I, I went through airborne school in college, man. I was, I was a youngster. What, so what brought you into wanting to do airborne? Uh, my brother-in-law was also airborne. Was he? Yeah. Hey, man, I um, 
I was just, I was, a, I was an excitable youth. I, I, I wanted to do. Being on the ground wasn't exciting enough. I wanted to be all I could be. I, I really fed into the commercials. You were like G.I. Joe. Oh, man. It was a great experience, man. I, I started out as a combat engineer. So we did uh, demolitions and bridge building, and we were grunts with shovels. So, uh-huh. you know, we hit the ground hard and, and, and you know, movement to contact. It was just great. Uh, that's my that's my thing. I, wow. I I really loved it, and um, I can't say one bad thing about the military. Um, everybody has their journey, and uh, everybody's not the greatest person to deal with. But when it came time to come together and do what we had to do, we were all there together, and you know the camaraderie. And I still have great friends from my experience in the military so that is awesome oh yeah that is awesome well i i appreciate you sharing all that with us and like i said we i think not just me but many people they appreciate the service you and other veterans give and gave you know there's many that that never came home so oh yeah well you know that's uh you know it's a commitment and so when you when you sign that paperwork, you commit your life to to that to that military lifestyle, and, and that's one of the things that could happen. You know? Yeah. So it's uh, you just got to be aware, and you got to be hyper vigilant, and uh, and just just rely on your training. I, I mean, I was well trained, and so a lot of times it was like muscle memory. Mm-hmm. You know, the things you go through is 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 muscle memory did you just react and yeah. so that's the that's the purpose of training that's your your main objective to um having a well-trained force all right so um as an officer in the military you have a myriad of responsibilities and so you could have up to 13 14 additional duties and you know other than what your your, your regular platoon duties are mm-hmm. or, or company duties and so I've done so many different jobs in the military. One of them was I was the brigade training officer. So I had to be responsible for the training of 1,000, you know, 1,100 soldiers. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so. It's quite the responsibility. Oh, yeah. I mean, but, you know, you're prepared. You're ready for it. Um, I had the largest platoon in in Panama. I had uh, 75 soldiers that were on a fixed station. Um, uh, uh duty station for me uh, they ran a a switch a a, tele, a telephone switch and they ran a data switch that ran 24 hours a day i had a warrant officer in e7 working for me there and this is as a second <laughs> lieutenant and i had a regular platoon a regular tactical platoon of of maybe 75 80 soldiers that did tactical missions i was responsible for all the mill groups and embassies throughout central and south america i had to and place my my rtos there so they had to be trained we did all kind of nation building exercises um there's parts of panama that are built up now because of some of the exercises that we did while we were there for uh, south dakota national guard with uh, wisconsin national guard they just you know that that's amazing. Oh, I, I mean, you probably have stories for days and days. For days and days. Now, how long were you in the military? In the military before you were, uh, uh, you you were disabledly discharged, right? Am I saying that correctly? Or, well, I, I uh, I'm a disabled veteran. Uh-huh, okay. And uh, so, 
I encountered some issues uh, physically, and I had an opportunity to go into the private sector. So mm-hmm. I chose that, and you know, I recognized my my disability on the back end. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm sure years of doing that type of service isn't all that easy on your body. And oh man, you burn the candle with both <laughs> ends in the middle, yeah. on the side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, those nation building exercises—they were like six month exercises. So you know, you spend six months in the field, sleeping on the ground, sleeping in cots, and you know, that's rough. Yeah, it's rough on your body. Jumping is rough on your body. Um, jumping yeah, there's all, no there's no shock equipment. absorbers that are uh, no, taking the beating no no and road march you know doing a road march 30 mile road march oh that, what with you know a ruck on your back and in your boots you know at the double time it, it's <laughs> 30 miles yeah that's uh you know wow yeah I'll tell you that a lot of people you, you take it you take it a little bit for granted like what happens in civilian life that you know, we don't have to do, and that, now I understand it's a part of you know what you signed up for, maybe, but still, it's it's all that stuff, all that that little stuff that adds into the bigger picture of oh, yeah. what's being done right now, every day, to support me being able to do this, the freedoms that we have, yes. the freedoms for Democrats and Republicans to fight each other every day on social media. There's, there's all this craziness <laughs> that we get to do. Because of so many men and women like you. Well, I mean, uh, I gotta, I gotta give it to the country. They've after Vietnam, you know, the military had a had a bad name, and people didn't really respect the sacrifice that they they gave, you know, when they came home. And you don't see that anymore. You know, you see people supporting troops and supporting the sacrifice that they they are making and and have made for this country and it's a wonderful time to be a soldier it's a wonderful time to be a veteran new jersey has some of the best veteran benefits of anywhere in the nation um other than probably maybe texas (laughs) maybe texas and and georgia so i mean uh it's uh it's it's a wonderful thing so many people thank me for my service and and it's really in, in my eyes it's really not necessary to thank me for my service because it's, it's it was it was my honor my privilege to to do that for my country and and like I said it was a rite of passage it's something that that I did out of conviction and so I don't need any real thanks for it you know mm-hmm. my soldiers and, and the way they you know I helped them and 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 safeguarded their lives you know that was thanks enough for me to see them you know coming out of everything fine and and uh, and watching them grow as people so you know that was thanks enough for me well i i I may disagree with you i think you guys should all get all the thanks you can get and uh um especially i mean now you know this is a real estate related podcast but uh you know one of the things that uh, i think goes a little unnoticed that you guys do day in and day out is you constantly move from country to country, state to state. More than most people move two, three times in their whole life. Right. You might do two, three times in two years. And everywhere you're moving, you you have to create home again and again. Well, usually, um, unless you're being deployed, which your home, your house doesn't move 
when you, on, on deployment. So um, sometimes, I mean, I've had places that I've lived in that my stuff was there. My stuff lived there, <laughs> yeah. but I wasn't there. Yeah, you know, um, it was just home base. It was just home base. I remember one time I had to fly back from the field um, for a staff meeting, right? And so I flew back for the staff meeting, and I moved my apartment. Well, we had we had condos. Um, I had a roommate. We had overseas housing allowance, so we had very. Um, beautiful accommodations. And so I moved from one place to another. He was in the field at the time. I moved from one place to another that night. And I left and went back the next morning to the <laughs> field. And I didn't live in that place for three months. So Everything was still in boxes. Everything was yeah. still in boxes. Well, my roommate, he was, you know, he didn't, he unboxed that all, you know, the common stuff. Yeah. And stuff, because he was just on a, on a, on a weekend exercise. I was on a long-term mm -hmm. deployment. So, um, so it's those kind of things that you encounter. A lot of times you don't see the place that you're moving into. Um, you might see a picture of it. You might, you know, have someone go look at it for you, but you don't really get a chance to look at it. Um, before you move in, so um, a lot of times you you may come into to issues. I, as an officer, I always had the opportunity to live off post. Okay. So yeah, so I never, you know, soldiers they move on post. They don't really see their 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 billet until they get there. Um, but it it'll be assigned, you know, according to their family and their family size, and and uh, so they're well taken care of. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the officers they move around. And they have the opportunity to live on the economy of whatever host country they're in, or whatever you know, state they're they're stationed in. So, um, just it's it's a challenge sometimes. You know, it's the unknown. Yeah. And 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 you learn to deal with it. You learn to deal with it as as just any other thing. I mean, you're so pumped up, and you're moving, and you're and you're doing stuff. You know. All the time, it's like boom, 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 boom. You don't have time to worry about stuff. You're like not even that. thinking about really the move. No, you're more concerned about the work and everything else you're doing than the actual move itself. Yes, yes. Now, how it, many times? It, and it falls on the wives a lot. Well, I, yeah, I was going to bring that up, uh, but how many times uh, did you move? Did I move? That you that you could maybe recall. Seven, seven, wow, maybe seven times. Because uh, for an officer, when you get an increase in rank, you also get an increase in your housing allowance. So mm -hmm. you find a better place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, as you as you increase in rank, yeah, and and uh, so you 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 find a, a better place. And if you have a roommate, you can always get a, a, a great. Um, Great living space for oh, yourself, sure. and yeah, and uh, and and that's what that's what you know, young guys, you know, young twenty one, you know, got the, the got the got the world ahead of you. You can't see past tomorrow. Off and, base living, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. So now, it, was it uh, was it better or worse being off base for you? I mean, well, now I mean, you have to travel to and from base. Well, Maybe you don't have all the uh, 
No, that's 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 really it wasn't the issue for us. We had personnel movement limitations. Um, I went there right after Just Cause. Um, there was a couple coup attempts. Uh, we had uh, movement restrictions from two to five in the morning. Hmm. Um, things like that. We had curfew basically, and uh, you know sometimes you, you it was it was a dangerous it was a dangerous environment. You know you had. Uh, M.A. Bank Day, which was a, a terrorist organization that was very active and stuff like that. And so we couldn't wear our uniforms off post. So we had to change into civilian attire before we, we left. Now, well, um, like post. what countries were you, were you in? I was stationed uh, primarily in Panama, but uh, I've uh, been to Costa Rica, Honduras, Passed through El Salvador a couple of times, uh, Colombia. A lot of Central America. Yeah, yeah. Central South America stuff. So, so once Bolivia you left on a med ready exercise. So once you left post, you had to take off your your gear. Well, even you know, after a while, you know, you just take off your blouse and uh-huh. you, you'll have your T-shirt on. But you know, a lot of times you you know if you have, were going somewhere other than straight home. Um, you you didn't you couldn't go in uniform. Wow. You couldn't walk around in in downtown with your uniform on. You know, even just your pants and stuff. You you didn't do that. No, no, no. That's crazy. That, that I mean that it's that serious. You know, at times. <laughs> hey man, you know we're well trained. <laughs> yeah. You're not worried about it. No, that's all I gotta say about that. Now I know you mentioned you know a lot of the moving fell on on you know the spouse. Oh man, I mean, like, military what? spouses should be seriously applauded because they are the backbone. We're out. We're moving. We're doing. You know missions. We have to be there in the morning PT every morning. You know, and that starts our day at five thirty. Boom, 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 and we're going all day long, and sometimes into the night. And so, um, deployments—they they got to take care of the kids. They got to, you know, if, uh, unmarried soldiers—they live in the barracks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so they don't have as much responsibility. But married soldiers, which you know, a huge portion of the military—you know—people have dependents and stuff. So. Um, their wives, they soldier on just as hard as we do. Sure. You know, taking care of the kids, taking care of the house, oftentimes by themselves for, for long periods of time, um, having to move. You know, it's been a ton of military spouses that have to move, had to move on their own, you know, and take care of everything. When, when you have to move, uh, does the military offer like moving services? Oh yeah, they, yeah. Well, you got to box up your stuff. They they provide you with um, um, containers to to box your stuff up. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're going overseas. If you're going overseas, everything's got to go through customs, and so they everything's boxed up and and sealed by customs before it can go overseas and before it can come back. And uh, you know, a domestic move is is easier, but you know, you got to ship your. Sometimes you got to ship your vehicle. They take care of all of that. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they make they make it as easy as as it could be. Yeah, yeah. they make it easy. You you don't have you don't have to go out and find the services. 
Okay. You just have so to. So you're go not sign you're up. not looking for moving companies. No, you just got to go sign up. You mm-hmm. know, with housing. You know, they give you your orders. You, you supply your orders, and then you you set up your appointment for your move date. And so you got to pack out though. Everything's got to be packed up. You know. And that and that's by either you or your spouse or. Yes. And, and and I'm sure that there's times where people are deployed and the move is happening probably during deployment. Yes, it's happened. Uh, I mean, my first uh, three months in country, I lived in an apartment hotel. And so um, I was waiting for my roommate to come into country. And uh, so I was in an apartment <laughs> hotel for, for three months before we got a place. And so my stuff was, you know, in storage. Um I didn't really have a lot. I was coming out of college, so I just had the basic stuff. Um, we always rented uh, furnished places and stuff like that. So for for us, it wasn't too traumatic until we've accumulated a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, shipping out vehicles, that was rough. Um, sometimes you had to wait 30 days, <laughs> 45 days to, to, you know, get your vehicle. What do you I mean? What do you do during that time? Um you rely on your buddy. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me get a ride. <laughs> you know, and uh you know, in the third world there's there's some advantages to that because some of the things we take for granted, such as, you know, maid service and um having drivers and stuff like that. It back when I was, you know, in Panama, it was a lot, you know, less expensive mm-hmm. than it would be here in the United States or even there now to have those kind of, you know, things, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. to have someone drive you around when, if yeah. need be. And oh, yeah. they would they would actually ship your car to Panama? Oh yeah. You had to take it to Charleston. Huh. Charleston, South Carolina and for well for me, um I was stationed in uh in uh, Fort Gordon at the time and uh I had to take it down to Charleston and ship it. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. And I, I could imagine, like, our cars are probably a little different than their cars, right? Oh, yeah. And, so it uh, didn't matter if you weren't wearing your, your, your gear. I, mean, like, I think they knew who you were. You weren't one of them. One of them. No, no. They yeah. have. Oh, believe me. Um, <laughs> you know, the people, you know, the class structure is a lot different overseas uh-huh. and, and a lot of third world countries. So, I mean, you see a lot of the, the popular cars and, you know. The average person can't purchase them, you know, but there's a lot of people who, God, it's, it's a billion cars on the road. <laughs> over, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they drive crazy. <laughs> and, you know, you got to adapt. How was it adapting to making a new home in a whole new country? For me, it was it was, it was easy, man. I, I didn't have a family, so I didn't, you know, so it was bachelor same, life. Yeah, I didn't Panama. face the same difficulties <laughs> um, as some people did, you know. Um, but it was it was a it was a good fun time. I bet. Yeah. Now, during your military career, you you got married and had a kid while while serving, or yes, yes. Well, uh, it was actually after I uh, after I got out. Oh, okay. I, I had my boy uh, just before I got out, and. Uh, and uh, that was a short marriage. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sometimes it just works out that way. Sometimes you you marry the wrong person, man, and and, and unfortunately, 
you know, well, fortunately, I didn't marry her in the church, and <laughs> uh, and uh, that's a that's a funny story because the my sweetheart from college, I'm currently married to her now, and uh, we lost touch when I, you know, was in Panama, and I, I found her 22 years later. That's <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah, I tell you, God has His way of uh, putting people in your lives, right? Yep, and we've been married uh, going on two years now. And we've awesome. been together for seven, and so, you know, I'm, so I'm it very, was meant to be. That's it was it. meant to be. I'm very happy, and and uh, you know, it's a it's a great time. It's a great time in my life right now. And now, I mean, even though you weren't married with kids long in the military, I, I, you've probably seen the struggle of a lot of marriages in the military, right? I mean, oh yeah, it, it's it's there's a lot, a lot of moving parts there. There's a lot of moving parts, and there's a lot of different reasons why people go into the military. And um, a lot of times it's to escape their economic situation. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you got you got a very diverse set of, of people um, with, you know, problems, issues and problems. And, you know, part of, of the leadership, the NCO core, is, you know, was super strong when I was in. Um and uh, they would, you know, counsel soldiers. And part of, of my responsibility was counseling soldiers. I even I even ran a, a special court martial one time. So, uh, <laughs> well, now, well, what does that mean? Um, all right. So there's a uniform code of military justice, and a lot of that can be handled in house between the uh, you know the company commander, the platoon sergeant, and the, and the, platoon leader mm-hmm. and then there's you know a higher level um which the battalion commander would get involved in on the sergeant major and then if there's something a serious offense then they call for a special court martial okay and so um you are a judge you listen to testimony you call witnesses you call you know for, for testimony uh-huh. and, and you adjudicate <laughs> That's quite the responsibility, though. Oh man, it was it was an amazing experience. It was an amazing experience. A lot of people don't get a chance to go through that um, that experience. But I mean, you come up on rotations. Like I said, especially in a small command, you get a lot of duties. Like um, if you're the officer of the day, you're responsible for your whole battalion area. You know, every soldier in it because after hours you're that you're that go to guy for any situation. You do yeah. patrol. You're hoping nothing goes wrong this twenty four hours. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a that's a dream. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, everybody please act right until like tomorrow when it's, it's that guy's <laughs> problem. <laughs> yeah, well I mean you would pull battalion um staff duty or, or brigade staff duty. Brigade staff duty, you're responsible for the whole brigade. And then if you're on um, staff duty for the for the post, I mean, you report to, you know, for the general. You, you're taking uh, on, on the responsibility of the whole post. Oof. So, yeah. so Sounds like a lot of responsibility <laughs> at times, right? Yeah, but, I mean, you know, if you're not responsible, you wouldn't be there. Yeah. So, you know, you, they don't give you responsibility if you can't handle it. So... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you were able to handle it. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> um, 
So out of all the places that you've lived, what, what would you say? Where would you say was your favorite? Uh, Costa Rica. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know, man. The people were just really great. They were great. I love Panama. Don't get me wrong, but uh, the people in Costa Rica, they they had a, uh, they were happy. They they had a happy <laughs> happy attitude. Is it, it seems like the, like Costa Rica is the happy place. I, I went there on my honeymoon. Oh, you did? Yeah, and they oh, uh, yeah. Um, Capos, Mata Palo. I was all up in the mountains. I was in the mountains. Um, um, we were doing uh, medical readiness exercises and stuff. And uh, yeah. does the Co- Costa Rica? Do they even? They don't have a military, right? Yeah, they have a military. Do they? Yeah, they have. It's it's a small force though. Yeah, because yeah, the guy was like, ah, it's you know, like a security. It's more like a security force. Yeah, they, they're not like us in the fact that they really. I don't think they could really defend themselves. The, the, that's the way the guy made it sound to me. He goes, uh, "If we need anything, we got you guys." Well, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, we always had military escorts. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was a combat carrier, so I had a, a a do not detain, do not question. Um, Comset card on me at, at all times, so uh, I could carry a weapon in country. I could, you know, carry a weapon on a plane, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we, we usually fo- flew military transport into Costa Rica, and uh, you know we had escorts. You always have an escort wherever you go. In, in any country you go to, you're going to have a, a local escort mm-hmm. and uh, or, or or security. You know they got private security that you know drive you around and stuff like that yeah yeah you still got rocket launch in the, in the trunk though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you gotta protect yourself <laughs> now, what was your least favorite place to be to call home oh man I don't know I, I never really um I'm an optimist man so <laughs> I, 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 I don't really look at things that way you know, I don't really look at things that way. Yeah, but, I mean, there had to be, like, one place where you're like, man, if I never go back there again, I'm good. I don't want to offend anybody. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody, man. So. good everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know. Well, I'll tell you. There's, when adversity, I was in, there's yeah. adversity everywhere you go. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. Well, I. I'll offend uh, Acapulco because <laughs> when I was there in, it, on my honeymoon, that was a rough place, man. Oh, that, I, man. that definitely wasn't the place that Frank Sinatra went to. Oh, how about that? <laughs> man, that, it was unbelievable to the point where after you got off the boat, they're like, I want to go too far from here. I'm like, what the hell? This is Acapulco, you know? <laughs> so I could have only imagine what you dealt with. But oh, man. <laughs> it was a. Uh, I don't know. I had, I had a, I had a, you know, high speed, low drag attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep it moving. Just keep it moving, man. Just keep it moving. Now, what what advice would you have for anybody looking to get into the? That maybe they're getting into the military. I I see a lot of my friends. Now I'm actually at the age where I've seen their kids entering the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? What would you tell them? As far as like what to expect or maybe like how to deal with you know your home constantly shifting and changing and and uh really not having you know a solid ground anywhere but you well, know the first thing before you decide to go into the military you got to make a commitment to it because 
once you sign that paperwork, then you know you're OD Green. You, you <laughs> you're, you're, that's it. Yeah, you're OD Green. You know, for a while, and you know, unfortunately, people who go into the military and then they find that they're not suited for it, they you know get a general discharge or something like that, which is is a negative. Mm-hmm. negative thing for you to uh, to experience um and it'll follow you for the rest of your life so you got to be be sure um if you decide that there's something that you want to do be in shape don't go in the military out of shape because you'll have a hard time mm-hmm. you know um yes you <laughs> have a hard hard time it'll be a lot do harder. a lot of pt right they will get you in shape but I mean, you're just setting yourself up for failure yeah. or you're setting yourself up to have a lot harder time than what someone who, you know, can run two miles, can do, you know, 60, 70 push-ups in a row, mm-hmm. um, do 70, 80 sit-ups in a row. You, you, you push, you, you, you're setting yourself up for a hard time. They're going to work you. You're going to lose weight. You're going to get in shape. You're going to sing cadence while you're running. <laughs> Enjoy getting in shape. And I think your yeah. your attitude about, you know, where you live and just, just it's more like just enjoy the journey, right? Hey, you, you, there's something good everywhere you're at. There's something good everywhere you are. Um, you're going to meet good people and you're going to meet bad people. You're going to meet uh, people who, who accept you for who you are and you're going to run into racism. You know, you're going to run into the full gamut of what's out here. And, and and civilian life, you're going to run into that, and then you're going to also have the stress of, you know, putting yourself in dangerous situations, being physically stressed out, um, mentally stressed out. Yeah. You know, working 24 hours, 48 hours without sleep, you know, stuff like that. You got to have a, a strong mind. You can't be weak-minded, and uh, you know, they people say that. You know, the military will, will give you discipline. It's got to be in you first, I believe, in order to, to fully, you know, realize and actualize yourself. You got to have it in you. You can't just go in and expect them to, to change you. Because if, you're, if, if, you, if you have a non-compliant <laughs> attitude, <laughs> if you're not willing to, to adjust then you're going to have a terrible time, man. Sure. You're not going to fit in. Yeah, you, you yeah. can't go there just to for them to whip you into shape. It's no. got to already be in you. And you can't have that. You can't. You got to accept your situation. You know, it's, it's a lot about acceptance and accepting your role and, and that, you know, you're going to be responsible for, you know, your buddy, the guy next to you. You know, and that's what we worry about. It's, it's it's not always about who's the commander in chief and and who's in charge of the battalion. It's about your buddy that's next to you. It's about your your squad. It's about your platoon. So it's it's that camaraderie that you have together. That the, the struggles that you've gone through in training builds that bond that holds you together um, under adversity. So that's that's the. Uh, that's the mindset you have to have that, you know, I'm going to go in, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do, and I'm going to make the, the best of it. And, and and those are the people that succeed. Those are the people who get ranked quickly and, you know, and, and you know, have a, have a greater experience, a better mm-hmm. experience. You know, because for every, you know, I would say every 
seven seven out of ten make it. Mm-hmm. I would say seven out of ten make it, pretty much. Maybe six six out of ten. Yeah, make it. You know, somewhere down the line, it was other four. <laughs> yeah. Just not, well, I guess you know they, they probably maybe they didn't go into it for the right reasons or the right well, like I said, with the right mindset. People come you know? from all different walks of life, and people come for for different reasons. And a lot of times, it's to escape their their situation, and so they they see it. They don't see it as as a as a, a career choice. They don't see it that way. They see it as an escape. Mm. You know, a means of getting away from from whatever situation they're going through, whether it's poverty, whether it's it's not being able to get a job, you know, whether it's trying to support a a, a family of three, you know, yeah. um, on a minimum wage salary, you know, stuff like that. Yep. Where, you know, the military, if you have the right mindset, it'll it'll uplift you and and provide a, a great support system for you and your family. And you just got to commit and, and do what you got to do, do what you're supposed to do. So I, I think that's great advice for anybody, you know, either just entering the military or thinking about it. And I, th- I think the main thing I, I, got, I get out of all that and what I get from you, it's all about mindset. It's all, it's all everything about, is mind, about mindset. It's all mindset. And if you go into it, maybe, I mean, not only the military, but anything, if you go into it looking just one way, I think you're going to be disappointed. Yeah, if you're looking for angles and you're 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 cutting corners and 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 you got an angle behind why you're going in, you're not going to be successful at it. Yeah, you know because, um, you know you might be successful short term, but you're not going to be successful long term. Yeah, you'll be miserable. Yeah. Well, I listen. I thank you so much for sharing all that. I think, oh, man, but, it is great and. I, for one, I, I love hearing the stories and, and everything that the vets go through because I think it just shows, um, like, another level to, like, our country that that I don't think is, is spoken enough. And I know that there's many vets that it's probably hard for them to talk about their experience. Oh, yeah. And um, But I think it's important that, that vets that can do and share so that, that – People like myself in the civilian world, we could get a glimpse into what our vets are going through, and it's not just uh, us versus them, or you no, know, it's not, it, man. It, it's, and, and honestly, you we're know, all together in this. We're all together in it, and you know, a soldier, uh, the, the soldier that's doing all the work. I had a unique experience because I was I went in as a as a private, a E two, second tier private, right? So. I went from E2 to being promotable to captain over over the span of my career in the military. So I've gotten to see both sides of, of the coin. And being an enlisted soldier, they bear the brunt of the work. Mm-hmm. They bear the brunt of the responsibility to keep the machine moving. And so you do things, everything that, that's necessary to keep the mission KP, cleaning the barracks, cleaning, uh, you know, headquarters or, or wherever you may have detail. You get details, work details, and, and those things have to be be accomplished and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you got to, you got to, if you're not ready to work, if you're not ready to, to, to make that commitment, don't, don't do it. Mm-hmm. 
don't do it. I've had to put soldiers out of the military, and it was never a good experience for either of us because, you know, you always want people to do the best that they can, and you want to try and support them, but then there's some people you just can't help, man. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's unfortunate. It's not the right road for them. It's not the right road for them. Mm -hmm. and, and one thing that the military is pretty good at is weeding out, you know, the people who shouldn't be there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if there's anywhere you don't want dead weight, yeah, it's yeah. it's in a spot where you need yeah, that person need, next to you to exactly. pull their, their weight times 10, right. you know, because everyone needs to do it. Yeah, everyone, everyone. Well, thank you so much for all of that. And, uh, Thanks, Mikey. But now I want to get to know a little bit more about you. Uh, it's a little quattro fire. I want to get to know, like, what is your favorite book? I know you probably have a bunch of Man, you know, I, I guess I would say the my favorite book is uh, is the Bible, and uh, not to be a holy roller or anything like that, but it has sustained me throughout my life, you know, in, in different periods of my life, and you can always find an answer to anything that you're going through in that book, mm -hmm. you know, and. Uh, I'm a Catholic, and uh, I'm a practicing Catholic. So, you know, I, I rely on my faith to get me through tough situations in my life. Yeah. And everybody goes through something. Everybody. So, I mean, you got to have something to fall back on. And currently, I'm starting to read a book on um, Frederick Douglass. Mm -hmm. There's a new um, biography of Frederick Douglass by Schuster and who is it? Uh, let's put this out. Simon and Schuster, and uh, it's it's got a lot of new insights into his life and you know his transitions in life and I mean he was a he was a statesman you know back in a time when when black men couldn't be statesmen sure and, uh, he was uh, an inventor and he was uh, educated and and you know he traversed the the, the complexity of society in in a graceful way in a, in a, in a in a positive way, mm -hmm. and he made a great impact on the world. So, um, I'm. That's what I look up to. I, I look up to people who've done, you know, unique things, and and I want to be that kind of person too. You know. <laughs> well, you you know. you're doing it. You're I'm, doing. It. I'm trying. You're you're on the you're on the right path. <laughs> I'm trying. What, what's your favorite show? My favorite TV show. My favorite TV show. Is. Uh, I don't know, man. It's, uh, Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go wrong with that. That's <laughs> what a Breaking Bad. Um, I'm, I'm currently, uh, when I get an opportunity, I've been watching uh, Parks and Recreation. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's so, up. So you know, uh, it's 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 a few it's a few really really good. Um, uh, programs out there yeah. Walking Dead we, we, I'm getting tired of the Walking <laughs> Dead though you know, it's, it's not about the zombies anymore it's people against people uh -huh. so it doesn't really you, it fell off yeah yeah alright what's your favorite quote my favorite quote is by I have a couple of favorite quotes and they're mostly by Edmund Burke um the only necessary for the triumph of evil is the complacency of uh, it's for good men to do nothing um, and that's one of my favorite quotes. 
And those who don't know history are destined to repeat it. And that's another one of my, my yeah. good quotes. I, I'm, I'm very introspective, and I, I, I self-analyze, and I try to not make the same mistake twice. You know, everybody's bound to make a mistake, but, you know, the important thing is not to make it twice. Yeah. You know, grow and learn from, from your experiences. From yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so, what piece of advice did someone give you that was that was maybe life changing, or what what piece of advice would you give maybe someone like your son today? I teach my son to make good choices, and you know, if you make good choices, there's going to be good outcomes, and so don't set yourself up for failure by not analyzing your choice, your decision. Don't make a split decision that's going to crush you later in life. And mm-hmm. so he's got a very good foundation. He's very mature. Um, this is my youngest boy. He's 17. He's getting ready to, uh, to go off to college next year. And uh, I also teach him to discern, discern between what's good advice and what's bad advice. You know, and not to listen to everything that someone says to you without thinking about it first. You know, you got to look at, you know, if you're not sure about something, ask a question, you know, and, 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 and use multiple sources. Don't just feed into one source of information to get, you know, to find out the truth, to discern the truth. Mm-hmm. And so... um those are the things that that's the advice I would give anyone to, um, you know, discern what's what's good advice and what's bad advice and take the things that are going to be good for you and um, and, and, and implement them into into your life and and discard the things that don't apply. Yep. Yeah, that's that, that's excellent advice, especially, unfortunately, for for I think. A lot of people, but even for our younger kids now with social media, they get they get pulled into the hype real quick. Followers, and they, they have a very uh, a following mindset, and uh, we need leaders, man. Yeah. We need leaders desperately because a lot of this this uh, commercialism and uh, and uh, this lack of moral fiber is just rotting this country away. So, yeah. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> that's for a whole nother show yeah. but, 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 but but it's true and, and it's you know there's so much hype on in everything you know uh, I mean right. politics is a big thing right you know it's always big but so much hype on both sides you forget to even see what the truth is you a know, lot of it's smoke and mirrors it's man. all smoke and mirrors it's to distract both, you from what's really going yeah, on yeah. and if you're not paying attention uh, a lot of things are going to get past you. Yep, exactly. Um, and, and that's you know. everything in life. You know, I think, uh, you know, I appreciate that you that you are a religious person. You're a practicing Catholic. I think faith has lost its way somewhat. And uh, yes. I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm seeing more of it. Maybe maybe, maybe it's just who I'm, I follow, but I'm seeing a little bit more of it come back. And I have faith that, you know, I think there's some, some solid foundations to our to life. Oh, that yes we need to kind of circle back to and I think you know it, for me it 
it kind of answers a lot of the questions of who's right and who's wrong when you go back to your faith, and it's pretty much cut and dry. There, I mean, it, there's no. I mean, there's a right and a wrong. There's a, it's, yeah, it yeah, is yeah. black and white. Right. And when you see all the gray out there, it's if if you actually have some faith and some foundation, you could say that is the truth. That's BS. Right. And but you also have to navigate the gray. Because everybody's experience is different, man. And, you know, although I'm a man of faith, I don't push my faith on anybody. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I accept other people's, you know, conviction in their faith as as much as, you know, I expect them to respect mine. And so, you know, you have to be able to work within the gray areas of, of, of life as well because there's so many nuances that— um, your reality is not my reality, and my reality is not your reality. And so I, I try to respect everyone's opinion. Um, I call BS when I see BS, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I'm not perfect by any means. You know, I'm not I'm not the perfect Catholic. I'm not the, the perfect, you know, husband. I'm not the perfect father. I try to be. And as long as I keep striving to be that person, I'm going to come out all right. Yep. And a lot of people don't have the conviction in life to, to, to work at being better than what they were yesterday. You hit that on the head, man. If, if it, there's anything anybody gets out of this whole thing, it's just try to be better than you were yesterday. Bam. Well, now let's talk about you being a better businessman. I want to get into your company. I think um, it is awesome that uh, you have created this this business that is outside the box. It's unique, and uh, I want to give you a chance to showcase, you know, what you do. Let everybody know, uh, you know, what WGI is 3D. Let give us give us a, a, a glimpse into what you offer. Well, I'm in the process of rebranding. Um, I, I've I started out as a marketing company, and I got a good piece of advice um, from John and Adapting Social that I'm not really a marketing company. I'm a media company, and that I should um, focus on interacting in that pool versus trying to swim upstream in the marketing pool. Mm -hmm. Now, I do marketing as well. But I used my media as the as the vehicle for that marketing. So uh, let's talk about your media real quick. I do. I'm a. I have a Matterport um, camera. All right. So I do Matterport 3D virtual scans, and that leads to a lot of uh, ancillary assets that I can have. I can do 4K stills. I can do 1080 stills for web. You know, the 4K stills are for print. Um, I can capture your space from any angle. It's a full immersive 3D experience. People can walk around within your, your, your boutique space and, and really get a feel for it. Ninety percent of people start their, their search on, on the Internet mm-hmm. and on Google. And so um, I think 100 percent people 100% of people look on on the internet sure it depends that, on what absolutely yeah. <laughs> it depends if you're not there you, but 90% yeah. um, flow through Google and so I, I connect people to Google Street View um, I, I can move your pen to make sure that the accurate uh, 
reflection of where your location is. I can change your 360 photo on on uh, on Google as well so, to so represent your your business correctly. Basically, if you own a pizzeria and your Google pin is saying you're at a a lingerie shop, you might want to have that wanna. moved. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and exactly. that's then that's what you could do. Well, people are visual, and 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 if you can. One, get them to the right location um, without any issues. And two, if they can see inside before they come, then they're more likely to visit your store than just pass it over. And Google is, is really, it's like partnering with, with Google because um, it's all about content these days. So if you have a podcast, you get ranked higher um, on Google. If you have video, you get ranked higher on Google. And if you have a 3D virtual scan, on your website and embedded into your website, you get ranked higher on Google, mm-hmm. Be, especially if it's if it's uploaded onto Street View. Sure. Because they want Street View to be um, successful, and so they're going to make you successful by showcasing your business because they want everybody to be up on Google and want more people to come and and use the services of Google. They, they're they're you know a commercial enterprise as much as they are a, a search engine. Yeah. So um, they want to make that advertising money. They want to make that advertising money, and so if you provide that type of content, they're gonna gonna help you and boost you and get you further along in your business, as you help and assist them get further along in theirs. Yeah. Now, now for for businesses, if, if you could just imagine, you're he's able to basically take you from your door of your storefront into your store, and say you sell novelty items or you know we're we're in an awesome podcast studio with a bunch of items oh yeah you're able to 3d walk around actually click on items uh and it'll lead you right back to the purchase page um uh, there's so much that could be done with this i think this technology it's been around in real estate for a little bit but i think uh, you know the introduction into retail space is, is next level it's next level and you know I understand the platform, and so I know how to use its assets to showcase your property correctly. You know, I can take and put a tag on any item within your property. I can tag that that uh, picture of Method Man right there, and you can click on it, pull up a, a bigger picture of it, and I can put a link in there that'll link you to a buy page, and 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 you could go and purchase that, or if you know, it's a menu or, or just an information sheet on a product. You can I can put a downloadable PDF in there. I can put a video in. Yep. I can do multiple things together. And so I can really showcase your 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 property and increase your e commerce. If you have a brick and mortar store and you're trying to do e commerce online, um, hey, I, I got I have something for you. Uh, yeah, there, there, there's so many resources there and, and the possibilities are endless and I mean when I think yes. about it there's so much that you could do even uh, we're in an office building and like you would be able to basically have someone virtually walk into the office get to the elevator come upstairs know whether to make a left or right and yes. see the studio before you could even before they even walk in so that when they show up, they're not nervous. They don't know where they're going. I mean, the possibilities are, are just nonstop. Well, I mean, look at gyms. 
people people are scared to go to gyms. You know, they'll go and they'll look and they'll look around and look around. But if you have a 3D tour and you can go inside and see, you know, how how nice the place is and how well it's kept, up kept and uh, where the you know, well where it, the it equipment take, is a, right. And you could do pretty much. Fear. You could do your whole pre workout at home, laying out. Well, I see. I got these machines next to each other. Maybe I'm going to do this, this, and this. And you could take away, like you said, you could take away that fear of, you know, feeling uncertain at a gym. Yes. You know, I mean, a lot of people that go to the gyms, they they don't even know how certain machines work. You could link these machines back up to videos that show yes. exactly how they work. Exactly. So I mean, they, they, like the possibilities are endless. And I think if you're a business and you're not seeing the next stage and you're waiting for the next business to do it you're going to already be 10 steps behind well walmart's doing it you know they're taking a product line they're putting it in um in a space in an apartment space and they're tagging it so that you can click on it and purchase it so i mean if walmart can see the the value of it they're one of the 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 largest companies in the united states one of the, the the highest grossing um companies in the united states right now if they can see that value of how it can, you know, propel their um, e-commerce, then, uh, you know, it's it's not out of reach for the smaller person, for the small business yep. owner. It's not out of reach for for someone who um, I can do a, a, a private tour that's accessible to your membership, that they can get certain assets that people can on, on the public site. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's so many different ways that you can support your customer base and draw new customers into your business. And so um, if you have the vision, you know, to to, to see it, then it, it's the possibilities are unlimited. The possibilities are unlimited. And I have vision. That's one of my good, that's one of my strong points. You know, I, I can see the big picture, but I can also fine-tune it down to the, to the to the nuts and bolts to get there. So. Well, but besides the technology aspect, uh, you know, when someone hires someone like you, that you have another level of uh, commitment, especially shown through your years of service, that I think a lot of people never experienced and never had. Um, where right. I think you naturally know how to listen to people because you've had to listen to someone superior to you your whole career. You know how to delegate. You know how to perform. You know how to execute. And I think that is half of any business is yes. the, is the person behind the, the screen. Behind the screen. Making sure it gets done at all costs. At all, it, Failure is not an option. And, and uh, I know that that's what they're going to have when they, when they reach out to you. Well, I'm a small business as well. And... In order for me to succeed, I've got to help other people succeed. And to me, you know, I gain my joy in life by doing positive things and helping people. It falls in line with, you know, my personal philosophy. It falls in line with my faith. You know, helping people accomplish and, you know, good things, you know, and good things will come from it. So I, I already know I'm going to be successful. I'm not worried about that. Yeah. Um, you know, my life is preordained. That's so, it. Uh, I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, a- I don't have that stress. I don't have that worry <laughs> in my life. So um, I'm, uh, it's just it's coming. Yep. It's coming. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, you know, there's yeah, times that my yeah. wife goes, wow, you just don't look stressed. And I, I'm not worried about it. It's, it's all coming. It's coming. It's already happened. You and, know, I'm better we, than I was five years ago, and I'll be better boom. in five years than I am today. Boom. 
That's it. it, it that's, that's it, man. I went through, um, I have two titanium cages and eight screws in my back. And so I'm in pain every day. Um, and and I struggle every day just to get up and get dressed. So um, it's it's my cross to bear. It keeps me. It lets me know I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't take painkillers um, unless it's extremely extremely uh, uh, crucial. Yeah. And uh, hey, man, I just keep moving. You know, keep doing it. Keep moving. I. Eight years ago, I was walking with a cane. You know, I had a limp. I had an wow. uneven gait. You know, uh, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm doing better. Sure. I'm doing better in my life. I'm married. You know, I, I got a great wife. You know, I got a great, you know, second family. Um, life is good, man. That's it. And so I just keep, I just keep thinking. You know, thinking, think, being thankful. That's it. You know, you got to be thankful and. Uh, you gotta you gotta weed negativity out of your life as well. You know, a lot of people are gonna be negative, tell you can't do things, but and, and that was part of my problem. I, the doctors kept telling me I couldn't do this and I couldn't do that and I couldn't do it and I fed into it. But once you realize that it's nothing that's impossible if you try, you know, if you don't try, you'll never know. You'll never know what's possible. Yep. And so if you let someone else decide. What you're capable of, you will never reach your true potential. That that is fire right there. And that, bam. You know what? Sometimes my my wife will lot like kid around with me for uh, having a bunch of business cards for for things that I've started and things yeah, that yeah, I've yeah. tried. But do you know right. what? I, I I'm not mad at any of them. No. You know because I could actually say that I did. I, I didn't just say I'm about to do something. I did something, Amen. you know, and I learned yes. from every single thing and every single thing that I've done yes. has helped me move forward into what I do today. So yes. if it wasn't that at 19 years old with, you know, high school education and no money in the bank, me and my brother started a business right. a construction company. If I didn't do that, then I wouldn't have the experience I have today exactly. and therefore be able to help people the way I can today. A way that many people now my age can't do because they never made that step. So man, you are so far ahead of your 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 age group, and 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 not only just in in accomplishments, but in mentality, because it starts with with maturity. You know your mentality, your outlook, and so you are so far ahead. I can't wait to see how you grow and progress because I know you know one. I know you got great things coming. And two, you you actualize, man. You make it happen. I've I've been watching you. Don't <laughs> don't get that wrong. <laughs> I've been watching you. I watched you before I reached out to you, you uh-huh. know. And I and I watched you create and grow. And I, I watched you start this new company. And then I watch. I'm watching you promote it. And I'm watching you do these podcasts. And 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 really, you're 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 really not asking anything in return from people. And We've sat and we've talked, and and you give good advice, and 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 I believe me, I can discern good advice. And you give good advice, and you don't ask anything in return for it, and that's 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 special, you know. That is that is extremely special, and 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 a lot of people just they're always looking for the angle of what they can get out of it, but 
I, I haven't I haven't encountered that from you. Uh, well, thank you for those kind words, and I I I can promise you, you there's no angle here. No, not there, at there all. There never will be. Yeah. You know, I think in life, like you said, you just do the right thing. You know, you just just grind, put your nose down, get it done. Get it you know, done. Everything, you know, rising waters lifts off ships. You know, that's I'm just trying to, to pump the, the the lake and fill those waters, you know. Amen. I get a little piece Amen. of it at the end, you know, because something else is going to happen. You know, God's always been good to me. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I haven't added, you know, a lot of times people see on social media stuff and they think, you know, your life's good. Or this guy's life's good. You don't know. I mean, listen, social media, it is the the the, the highlight reel. And I would, I don't, I'm not the type of person to put out the, the crap in life because who wants to read it or see it? Right. But it's it hasn't been easy for you, for me, for anybody. No. And uh, but what I gotta say is, you know, God's always been good to me. He's always led me to meet great people. Um, he's had me have some learning experiences. Yeah, of course, of <laughs> and, course. And uh, you know, I try to learn from them. But in the end, it's it's all about you know zooming zooming back and and appreciating all of it, the good, the bad, Man. and. Uh, you know, th- I'm I'm blessed to be here and to be with you and to be able to share your story, to be help share you know your your, your new company and and what you're doing and for me that that's that's everything. Hey man, you know it, it shows in your maturity and uh, you know it's it's a there's a lack of maturity in these in these young kids out here today and they need role models and examples and you're setting a good example. So um, I I have no doubt that. You know, things are gonna go good for you, and 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 I'm watching kids. Grow. I'm watching <laughs> your, kids. Your grow. mouth to his ears. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, may, let, let everybody know where they can find you. Give us all your information, phone numbers, wh- wherever people you want people to to contact you. All right. So um, I don't have a, a, a an office space. Uh, I work out of home, and uh, my uh, website is wgi3d.com. And um, my phone number is 848-303-5973. My email is gonz at wgi3d.com. I do a, um, I have a networking group, New Jersey Trailblazers, and uh, we do outreach for veterans. We try to help veterans get their certificates so they can be first-time home buyers um, through the VA loan program. And we also um, help them get their DD-214s to cut through some of the red tape for them. So if you know a veteran that, you know, has a 620 uh, credit score and uh, he doesn't need any money down, he can uh, get a guarantee from the military um, based on the, his income and the amount of uh, the, the property he's purchasing and you won't have to get mortgage insurance. It's it's a it's a dynamic it's, it's program. It's a phenomenal product for any anybody and that, you could, know, that could get it. Yeah, you know. and and you know, Mikey believes in helping first time home buyers. He'll help you walk through the property. There's a lot of um, unfortunately, there's a lot of foreclosures and and uh, properties, bank owned properties from other vets that have used the VA program, the VA loan program. And they are very easy properties to get 
for other veterans because you know you're you're helping the bank out. Yeah. But you got to have somebody to come in and take a look at that property to make sure there's no existing problems, and that's where Mikey comes in. And um, I, I think I think it's a phenomenal thing that he's doing, you know, because hindsight is twenty twenty. And if you go into purchasing a property and you don't know in advance what's wrong with it, you're stuck. Yeah, the, <laughs> hindsight's twenty twenty thousand. Sometimes you know, yeah, right? You're stuck. <laughs> yeah. We're stuck with it. And but but for a veteran, it's it's a no brainer. You've earned that. It's not an entitlement. You know, veterans don't get entitlements. They earn everything that they get um, in return. As far as because their pay is not on the same pay scale as what. Um, what the rest of the, the country is going on. When I started, I got four twenty five a month. Man. For, as a private. Four twenty five mm-hmm. a month. But I had rum and board and all that yeah. stuff. And it was nineteen eighty five, okay. Still, so but that's nothing. You know, so don't you can't you can't begrudge a, a, a veteran. Seven dollars a week. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't begrudge a, a veteran for for um for the for the the gifts that the government nah, gives you back deserve, to them. Once they deserve every single bit of it. Yeah, you know, and you deserve to use it. Yes. A lot of veterans, you're out there, you're not using your benefit. And it's no shame in taking that. It's no shame in using it because you earned it. Absolutely. And so if you need help getting things together to, to help improve your life, it's always uh, less expensive to own a home than it is to to rent an apartment. Yep. You know, 100%. By, by a couple hundred dollars, and the money that you save, you gotta you just gotta put a little bit away for that for that contingency. But once you do that, you're, it's all profit. It's pure. It's pure. You know. Yeah, man. You can take it and invest that money, and so, um, you know, it, well, it, it's, it leads to a better life. And uh, my number is eight four eight three zero three five nine seven three. Um, I work with all veterans in in any capacity, and I, will, you know, I will always help one of my clients achieve their goals because if they achieve their goals, then I achieve mine. Yep. And then, you know, if you, if you ever have anybody reach out to you, you know, for me, it, it's never a string attached. I don't care if they're not in New Jersey. If it, if any vets have a question, you know, you could always lead it through me, and I'm always available. Uh, I, 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 amen. Because you know, and I use I use I use my connections to, to 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 truly help um, other people, and 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 you've been a great connection for me, and so um, you know I have like ninety five hundred uh, connections on LinkedIn, <laughs> you know. So and I'm the most that, important one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gans, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for your service, Thanks, Mikey. I appreciate you bringing me on, man. And, uh, you know, uh, Ming has a great space here. And yes. uh, Mike, uh, that's it. Zapsick. They have a great space here. He actually, uh, he's from Lincroft. My wife's from Lincroft, and he knows my, my brother-in-law. Oh, there so, you go. Yeah, Mike, you Michael Nyman. <laughs> so <laughs> well, so it's a. Uh, I really appreciate you bringing. Well, I, me. I, I thank you for being here, and uh, I think anybody listening, if you have a business or you have a way to to share the stories of a veteran or to help a vet 
Um, I think you should do so. I think uh, if more of us got involved and 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 reached out and let let the vets know that we're there for them and and uh, you know I, I think it's important you know when hiring people to to try to seek out vets. You know, there's so many that that join the service. They're in there for years. They have a job that's not related to what we're doing out here in civilian world. They never had to do what we do. Now they have to, and I, I think it's worth giving the extra chance, the training, and the uh, the the ability to to just help them out and to and to spread the word. So for for this Veterans Day, I, I hope this helps get a little bit of the word out. Um, I, I appreciate your story, and uh, I think. You know, if there's if there's one person that, that gets, you know, maybe a vet gets something out of this and they reach out to you, yes. or, you know, it's all and about there's no charge for those. For no, those, it's, for an, those it's never, it's never. I don't charge anybody to help them get their paperwork and stuff. So that's that's that's, that's part of my giving back. And, uh, you know, in any way I could my good works. That's it. That's what we do together. So thank you so much for coming on the show, and thank everyone for listening to the show. My name is Mikey T. Michael Anthony Timpani, as my mama named me. You can follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at First Timers Podcast Show. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at THS Home Advisors and at Mikey T. Sells NJ Homes. A link to all the websites could be found on my social sites, and you could pretty much add a .com to those names and get right to the website. Please leave a review on iTunes, SoundCloud, um, anywhere that, you, that, that we're available. You could even leave a review on Facebook. Share and subscribe to our weekly podcast. Message us with any questions and topics you would like to hear. And if you're a professional that could bring some value to our audience, please contact me. Together we can learn and grow. I like to end with a quote myself. This is from a Richard Grenier. It goes, people sleep peaceably in their beds at night only because the rough men and women stand ready to do violence on their behalf. God bless everybody. Have an amazing Veterans Day and have an amazing week. (laughs) 